Welcome to Tube Talk, the show dedicated to helping you become a better video creator so you can get more views, subscribers, and build your audience. Brought to you by vidIQ. Download for free at vidIQ.com. Oh, yeah. Welcome back to another episode of Tube Talk presented by vidIQ. I am your host, Viper, the man about tech executive producer of social media here at the IQ. And you're only getting me today, but we're going to have a very, very good conversation about YouTube shorts. Yeah, shorts are all the rave right now, especially because a few days ago, YouTube made it possible for short creators to monetize YouTube shorts. Yes, we knew this was coming, but officially as of February 1st, Short creators can now monetize YouTube shorts, assuming that they are in the YouTube partner program. Now, if you are primarily a short creator and you're not monetized on YouTube yet, you now have a pathway to get monetized creating shorts. And that pathway is you need to have 1,000 subscribers and 10 million short views in a 90-day period. Now, If you're already monetized or if you were already monetized before February 1st, then you're automatically monetized. Short creator, no short creator, you're already monetized, so you're good to go. But for the creators that were not monetized or are not monetized yet, that is the pathway to get into the program if you are just a short creator. Now, there is another way to get into the program too. The old way is still there and it still exists, which means 1,000 subscribers and 4,000 hours of the watch time. So if you are a multi-format content creator, meaning you make long form, short form, live stream, whatever, then you can still get into the program just by getting 4,000 hours of the watch time and 1,000 subscribers and do it that way. Or if your shorts are really popping off, 10 million views and 90 days for short, and you're good to go. But how do you do shorts? How do you have successful YouTube shorts? That is the whole purpose of the podcast. I'm going to be talking to you from a person that watches a lot of TikTok. I watch a lot of TikTok. I've seen a lot of shorts. So I'm going to tell you that some of the things that I see and have noticed as a viewer of short form content. Number one, and chief among them, being a person who watches a lot of short form content, I need you all to respect the faith. Now you're like, Viper, what do you mean respect the faith? What I mean is I need you to respect the aspect ratio of short form content. We know it's vertical which means it is nine by 16. Some of you all, for whatever reason, don't use the entire screen real estate of a YouTube short, of the vertical aspect ratio. You have like your content center into the middle of the square and you got black bars above and below your YouTube short. That is not what you want to be doing with YouTube short. That does not create an optimal viewing experience. And I need you all to understand how important the viewer experience is and everything that we do as creators on YouTube, off YouTube, whatever. But if you're one of these creators that's not even utilizing the entire aspect ratio of a YouTube short, you need to reconsider how you're doing your content. Because as I tell you guys all the time on the live stream, most people are watching your content on a mobile device, cell phone, tablet, stuff like that, which means five inch screen. Six-inch screen, seven-inch screen, maybe. Very small display. So if you're not even using the entirety of the vertical aspect ratio, you are giving people a very unpleasant viewing experience. It's terrible. So stop that. Which leads me into my next nugget here. Text in short. 
Now I know the rave today is like some people caption their shorts. They have burned in captions for every line they say in the video. And I personally don't understand that. I don't know if I agree with it, but I know that this is the thing that's happening and some creators do it with great effect. What I would tell you about that though, is you don't need to caption every single word you say in a YouTube short. Just caption the highlight, caption the point that you want to emphasize. I'm not trying to read your whole dialogue. Like that's more work for me as a viewer. And I tell you guys time and time again, if you make me the viewer work, I'm probably going to end up skipping your content. I'm not trying to work, especially on a YouTube short. YouTube shorts are entertainment. They are comfort food. They are quick bites of content that I can get and keep moving. I am not trying to put in any extra work to watch your YouTube short. So if you're making me work as a viewer, I'm probably going to pass on your content because I don't feel like putting in that type of work. I'm just telling y'all how it is. So be mindful of the viewer when you are creating your YouTube short. Also, when you're doing YouTube short, remember, we're talking about content that is 60 seconds or less, which means you need to get into the meat and potatoes of the content right off jump. As soon as I swipe and I'm watching your video, you should be into the topic. I don't know what some of y'all be doing out there. Y'all be like telling your whole life story, backstory, intros, and all this other stuff in short. You don't got time for all that. You got less than a minute. You need to get into it. Because if you're messing around and trying to provide filler in a YouTube short, I'm gone. I'm out of there. Like, again, this is bite-sized content. You don't have time to be telling your whole life story or different things like that, providing some type of intro or filler. Just get into the meat and potatoes of the content immediately in a YouTube short, and I promise you, your audience retention will thank you, and it will be a lot better if you do it that way. Now, everybody can't be a top flight editor, but something that I've noticed watching shorts is that some of the best shorts that I have enjoyed have involved some top flight editing because, again, you're trying to keep a viewer engaged on your content for the entire 15 seconds, 30 seconds, 60 seconds, however long the short is. You want to keep that viewer engaged. And sometimes that involves some top flight editing. But you don't have to be a top flight editor. You just have to know how to keep somebody engaged for the duration of the short. Which means probably avoid staying on one image or scene for more than five seconds on a YouTube short. You want to constantly be changing things up a little bit. But don't change things up too fast. Some of you all be doing too much with the YouTube short. Y'all be chopping it up like you're chopping up onions and, and vegetables at home. That is a crazy, hectic viewing experience, and it makes me sick almost. So don't try to make it too action-packed. But again, you don't want to bore the viewers either. Again, this is what I come back to. Be mindful of the viewer that is watching your short. You don't want to make it where you have so much editing going on that the viewer could be feeling like they're looking at a light show. Like, you don't want that. So be mindful of your pacing when you're editing your YouTube short. Also, if you're going to put text in your short, right? If you're going to caption your YouTube short or whatever the case may be, or if you're going to have some words of emphasis of text in the short, try putting it at the top of the short and not the bottom. Because at the bottom of the YouTube short, YouTube has their overlays. I think it's the title of your video or something like that. And then they have the subscribe button down there on the bottom. So if you are going to input some text in the short, keep it towards the top. And whatever you do, don't have the text covering up the majority of the content. Normally, the content or the stuff that you're trying to highlight in a YouTube short is towards the center of the screen. So you don't want your text in the center of the screen covering the actual content. I've seen people do this like in cooking videos or different things like that when they're trying to show the food, but you got text covering the actual food. I'm trying to see the food. I'm not trying to see what your text is. 
put that stuff above at the top of the short so it's not covering what you're trying to show off in the actual video. Make sure the content is the star of the show and your captions or your text is not in the way of the actual content that you want me to see as a viewer. Also, I understand that we as creators, we want to have calls to action in our videos. Be careful how you do that in short. You do not need a subscribe call to action in your short as far as like graphics go. There's a subscribe button at the very bottom of the short. <laughs> if somebody wants to subscribe to your short, they can do that by looking at the bottom and just hitting the button. I would advise you to rather think about making the short as high quality as possible to where it's so high quality that people will automatically go down there and hit subscribe anyway, instead of you trying to call it out in the video. Again, you don't have a lot of time as a creator to get your content across. So you don't want to be putting unnecessary calls to action and different things like that in the video or whatever, or unnecessary graphics in there. Just provide a quality viewing experience and the ref will take care of itself. I promise you. Which brings me to link. Now, we know that YouTube shorts are a minute or less, but I think the sweet spot with YouTube shorts and just short form content in general, 15 to 30 seconds, I think is going to be what you need as a creator. You do not need to have a short go on for the entire minute. Some of you all try to use the entire minute and it goes on too long, which is crazy to say because we're talking about YouTube shorts. But yes, I've seen YouTube shorts out there that go on too long. So you don't need a whole 60 second short. You don't need it. Now, if you have to do that to tell your story, then by all means, do what you got to do. But I'm just here to tell you that you don't need a 60 second short. Again, the sweet spot, even YouTube and Kamala said this uh, last year at some point, the sweet spot is 15 to 30 seconds for your YouTube short. And I think that's where you're going to have the best retention and your short is going to do much better in that time frame. So be aware of that. Now, let's talk about creators that do short form and long form content, right? YouTube even came out recently last year and said that there's a bridge, right? Or they're building a bridge or they're working on a bridge to bridge viewers from your short form to your long form content. There's an algorithm or there's a process that YouTube has set up to try to get people that are watching your short to watch your long form content. So YouTube is working on this on the back end. Creators, be careful about leading your short form viewers to your long form videos. I'm not saying it's not possible, but what I am saying is that the people that watch YouTube shorts are usually a different bunch or a different audience from people that enjoy long form content. So your people that come in for your YouTube shorts might not necessarily want to watch your longer video because they're not there for that. They are there for your YouTube shorts. So don't go try to tease a long form video on a short. Don't don't do that or don't be like, or now you can go watch the whole video on my long form video. No, 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 no. Don't don't do that. Again, if they want to do that, they're going to do that naturally. But I would be very careful about trying to lead them from short form to long form because again, you're talking about two completely different groups of people, and it's just not going to work out for you. But again, as I just highlighted before I got into this, YouTube themselves are already working on making that happen automatically in the background because during a recent interview that was done by Colin and Tamir, where they talked to employees from YouTube. It was mentioned in that interview that YouTube themselves are working on getting people from your short form to your long form naturally. So as a creator, you don't have to worry about doing that because if your short form and your long form content are kind of lined up and value their uh, mission statement and value proposition, the migration from your short form to your long form will naturally happen. You don't have to force that as a creator. So be careful. Also, I'm going to talk about a couple of things from the, the interview that Colin and Tamir did with the YouTube employee. 
if you want to watch the interview in its entirety, I will have the link in the show notes. So definitely go down there and check that out. Look, as YouTube creators ourselves, we've all been there. Sometimes the next video on your weekly upload schedule is right around the corner, but you have no idea what you're going to record. Well, this exact situation is why vidIQ developed Daily Ideas. It's our newest tool that can help provide you with up to 50 new video ideas every single day. Your daily ideas are generated by our AI, which analyzes your channel and the wider YouTube community to find trending topics with high view potential. With this new tool, you'll never run out of great ideas for new videos. You can try daily ideas for yourself today by downloading vidIQ at vidIQ.com. So one of the main questions that have been asked about short form content for the longest time, and I kind of just alluded to it, creators are asking, if they have a channel where they post primarily long form content, are they okay to post shorts on that same channel or should they start a new channel for their shorts? And this is one of the questions that was also raised in the Colin and Samir interview. And YouTube responded with, listen, if the short form and long form videos are targeted at the same audience, then you can keep the short on that same channel. But if the short form audience is different from the long form audience in terms of the content that you're doing, then you might want to consider starting a separate channel if you're targeting a different audience. So that is the answer that YouTube themselves provided directly to that question. It really just depends on the audience that you're targeting. If you're targeting the same audience with both types of content, then they can coexist on the same channel. So you could take that information and do with it as you will. It kind of goes back to what I was saying before about how YouTube is naturally working to get short form viewers to your long form content. If the content is married to each other, if, they, if it makes sense for the viewer, then YouTube will make that happen. Because again, we know as YouTubers and creators, everything that we do has to be with the viewer in mind. And that's how YouTube runs the platform. They run the platform with the viewer in mind. They want the best viewing experience possible for their viewers. So they're going to do what is in the viewer's best interest. And we as creators have to accept that and create for that. So just be aware of that. Also, you should be aware that shorts do show up in search. So make sure that you have like keywords in your short title and or description or whatever, because they can't show up in search. So don't act like they just exist in a vacuum because they don't. They exist in the search bar with your long form video. Hashtag. Uh, another question that came up in the interview was about hashtag. Are hashtags relevant in the title of your YouTube shorts? And YouTube said that not really. You all have to understand that hashtags work differently on YouTube than how they work on Twitter. The hashtags on YouTube, if you click on a hashtag on YouTube, it basically takes you to a landing page. And then you have different videos grouped by that topic of that hashtag on that landing page. But nobody really searching for hashtags on YouTube. So because of that, having them in your title doesn't really help that much because no one is coming to YouTube to search for hashtags. They're not doing that. Even YouTube themselves came out in the interview and said that they're not relevant. I mean, you can do it if there's like a certain trending event going on and you want to attach a hashtag to that, then maybe. But by and large, attaching hashtags to your short title is not going to do much for you. So... I wouldn't waste my time doing that if I were you, but that's just me. So the main question since short became monetized a few days ago, creators want to know how does short monetization work? Now, from listening to the interview and from what I understand about how the monetization for short work is this. When you are going through the short feed and you're presented with different shorts, right? YouTube will now insert ads in between some of the videos on the short feed. So what happens is that as those ads are getting watched and, you know, the, the revenue is accumulating for those ads in the short feed, 
YouTube is going to pull the money together by niche. And then depending on how many views your short get, that is how your ad revenue will be determined for YouTube short. Now, this is done by region and it also is determined by niche, right? So, you know, on a regular long form video, your ad revenue can be determined by what we call CPM or cost per milli. Basically, uh, you get paid a certain amount of money for every 1,000 views that you get on a long form video. But that's not how it works in short because the ads aren't attached to a particular video. They're just thrown in the short feed. And then, like I said, YouTube pulls the money together and the creators are paid out by how many views their shorts get, the niche of content that short is. It also depends on how much money is in that particular pool and it's done by region. So as it relates to shorts and determining how much money you will make off your YouTube short, CPM is not really a thing. That doesn't really apply here. I don't know what the term is. YouTube themselves, they don't know what the term is, but the money is pulled together from the ads in the short feed. The ads are not tied to a particular video. The money that's made is determined by niche and region. So no CPM involved. It really just depends on how many views your shorts get and the money that ends up in that pool. So what that means for revenue, I don't know, but that's how they explained it. Again, if you want more information, you can watch the video in the show notes of the interview that was done by Colin and Samir. Another thing that I have seen a lot on our end, especially during live streams, a question that you guys have come up with and uh, was asking this interview, is there a way to revive a dead short? Because I know many of us, myself included, have seen that you put a YouTube short out there, it takes off for maybe a day or two, and then it just flatlines. It's completely gone. It doesn't do anything anymore. So when YouTube was asked this question in the Colin and Samir interview, they basically said that you really shouldn't think about it far as trying to revive the short. They said you should learn about what worked in that short and what didn't work in that particular short and move on to the next short. So it seemed like they didn't really have an answer, a clear-cut answer as to whether you can revive a dead short. I'm just going to tell you, probably not. It, once it's dead, it's dead. It's not coming back. So like they said, just don't worry about it. Figure out what worked for that short or what you think did really well for that short and move on to your next short. So that's how they tackled that question in that particular interview. Something else that was asked that I haven't really thought about, but I know some of y'all might be thinking about is they were also asked, is it okay to upload a short form video on the same day you upload a long form video? And there's been some, maybe some rumor or a misconception that if you upload a short the same day you upload a long, it could potentially hurt the long form video. And YouTube said that there's no correlation with that in mind at all. So out of the YouTube mouth themselves, they literally said that it is okay to upload a short form video the same day you upload a long form video. You should not see any impact on the long form. They're going to perform in their own individual vacuums. And that is how that works. So if you have questions about that, you can proceed and upload those videos on the same day. Even we at VidIQ, we've, we've done it before. And uh, I don't think we've seen any effect on the long form video. So feel free to do with that what you will. If you have any other questions about YouTube shorts or anything like that, feel free to tag us on Twitter at VidIQ. Use the hashtag TubeTalk so I can find it. And I will try to answer your questions the best I can. And if I cannot answer your question, I will reach out to people at YouTube who can answer your questions. And then we can uh, get more information because I know, uh, again, with shorts now being monetized, a lot of us are very excited about the possibilities that YouTube shorts bring. And, you know, we, there's still a lot of questions that need to be answered. And hopefully this podcast has provided some insight on shorts and how you can better maximize your potential with YouTube shorts. But again, if you have questions, just let us know on Twitter at VidIQ 
and we can try to get your question in the right hands and we can get that answer as best we can. So you can have the information that you need to go out and be a successful creator, whether you're doing long form, short form or whatever that might be. I think the last thing I want to say to you guys about doing shorts and just have fun. Um, so much of uh, so much of the creator uh, experience as I've seen it lately, people just like stressing out about doing content and worrying too much about the metrics and not just going out there and having fun. Go out there, have fun, make content that you're passionate about, and the metrics will take care of themselves. Now, I'm not saying don't pay attention to the metrics at all, but I'm saying is that don't base your whole day around how your metrics are and how your videos are doing. You got to keep an even head about this stuff because you're going to have videos that do well. You're going to have videos that don't do well. But you can't really linger on that too too often because you got to move on to the next video. That is the thing about being a creator, right? We always have to be better than our last video. That's what I say. As long as you're better than your last video, you are progressing as a creator. So keep that in mind. Just go out there and keep making content, whether you have a hit or you have a dud. It shouldn't change how you feel about your, your channel overall and whatnot. Just continue to make the content. So many people are out there giving up before they hit their big moment. I've seen and heard so many stories about people who felt like they were going to quit, but then they had their moment just when they were about to quit. They had their moment and bam, their whole life were changed because they did not quit. They kept going and their moment happened because they stayed in it. Whatever that means to you, just keep your head in the game, stay in it, and just keep making content. Eventually, somebody will notice. Eventually, something will pop. And if you're in the game, then you'll be there to feel that success and feel that excitement from your content getting out there. It's real, you all. It's real. So if you have any questions for me again, I'll reach out on Twitter at vidIQ. I appreciate you all listening. Your boy Viper will be back next week for another episode of Tube Talk presented by VidIQ. We hope you enjoyed this episode of Tube Talk brought to you by VidIQ. Head over to vidIQ.com slash Tube Talk for today's show notes and previous episodes. Enjoy the rest of your video making day.